Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris. So it's around this time of the year that we get a lot of questions that kind of part of this New Year's resolution, also part of, you know, how can I improve my finances? And and what I mean by that is typically lowering our monthly budget. And then we see the tax questions that we get about property taxes or, you know, how do I file homestead, et cetera. But there's one that comes about every single time, and it's how do I remove PMI? from my home and and home loan in particular. And, you know, on every conventional loan that's over 80%, it comes with a private mortgage insurance premium. And a lot of borrowers don't even recognize that is what it is. They know they got it. They know they got to have it, but they don't know what it is. And the reality about PMI is that it's property, it's private mortgage insurance. And what's going on with that private mortgage insurance is that you're put into a pool of other loans that are over 80%. And it's almost called a default insurance. So imagine this, imagine you go to buy a stock and with that stock comes an insurance policy of failure. Meaning that if I bought, let's use FedEx stock at like $100 a share. And if I went to buy it and my broker said, hey, Quentin, we're going to give you a 20% insurance if this fails. So you're only on the hook for 80% of the stock and we'll share the 20%. That seems like a pretty attractive situation if I'm an investor versus maybe Microsoft that has zero insurance policy on it. So in this scenario, these loans that go into these pools that are over 80% come with a premium. And that premium is the insurance premium that shares in the default rate if something was to go wrong. Now, that you know that, you'll understand that investors are attracted to that because they want to limit their risk. And so oftentimes, buyers or homeowners are under this assumption that they're going to get just this PMI removed by making a phone call and saying, hey, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Servicer, I need you to remove my PMI because my property value has gone up. And across the United States over the course of the last three years, we've seen values go up almost 60 plus percent across the nation on average. But what's important with this is there's steps as a borrower you have to take. You you have to know what's at stake here. And that's why I kind of explained the whole concept of PMI to begin with. It's a protection for the investor. So knowing that, you have to ask yourself, is this investor going to make it easy to eliminate the protection plan for them? Or are they going to make it a little difficult? And are they going to make it in favor of them? Or are they going to make it in favor of you, the buyer, or, or the homeowner in this case? And we all know the answer to that. And so this is nothing new. But what is new is the notion and the misnomers of how to get rid of it. Uh, I think a lot of buyers are told, unfortunately, hey, after one year, you can get rid of it. And that's 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 just bad advice. I've seen our industry do that before. Um, it's incorrect. You're not going to get rid of it in one year unless you make a substantial payment payment down. Like you make a big payment to pay down the mortgage. Just stay in the status quo, hoping it's eliminated in a year because you went up 30% in equity. Therefore, that tells you you should be eliminated. That's not going to happen. So there's some steps you can do though. First step is going to be essentially let it run its course. So, you know, if you sign up and close on a mortgage loan over 80%, when you go to the closing table, they give you an actual payment schedule and they give you a release date, a guaranteed release date of that PMI. So you can even ask your closer, hey, what date do I get this removed? And they're going to go through the list and say, oh, here it is, you know, month 96, it'll be removed. So you can guarantee at that point, it's going to fall off. And it typically falls off at 78% of the loan to value of the original loan or lower. So if you bought a home at $500,000, you you know, your the loan's 450, well when the loan gets to 78% of that $500,000, that's when that's going to fall off and, and that's roughly around like 380 something thousand dollars and it'll give you the payment date, it'll fall off. But if you want to accelerate that, right? Because in that scenario that might be 96 or 120 months, if you want to accelerate that in a 2-year window, at year number 2, you can pick up the phone and call 
the servicer. Now, what's important when I say year number two, that also means at the 24th payment. Because see, you may close on your loan and it may be two years, but you may not have made 24 payments because again, when you close on the loan, you don't, you don't really pay out till 45 days. So you have to make that 24th payment and then pick up the phone, call the servicer and say, hey, can I remove my PMI? And here's why I think it should be removed. They're going to have a process. They're going to have a procedure. Again, keep in mind, it's not necessarily going to be in your favor. And what I mean by that is they're going to want to do a new appraisal. Who do you think is going to have to pay for that appraisal? It isn't going to be them. That's going to be a cost to you. And be prepared. Somewhere between north of $350 to $600, depending on what market and what type of property you have, if that's going to be removed. You need to be prepared for that. And this is non-negotiable. Like, they're not going to go pull an automated value. It's, it's a non-negotiable thing. The second part of that is, who do you think the appraiser is working for in this equation? You the buyer or the homeowner or the protection of the investor? It's going to be the person that ordered the appraisal. So don't be surprised if it comes in a little less than you're anticipating because they're there to protect the lender. By the way, all appraisals in every transaction are there to protect the lender. They're never there for the buyer or the seller. That's a big misnomer. It just, I think sometimes we get caught up in the idea of, oh, the value came in so much higher. As a buyer, we're like, man, I'm getting a great deal. That's awesome. But it, the actual idea of the appraisal is to protect the investor or the bank or whoever is lending the money in this situation. It's never to really help uh, uh, anything for the buyer other than say, listen, here's the value. And so they're going to order that and it's going to be in their favor. Now, by no means am I saying they're there to, uh, Charlie, they're not there to quote unquote say, hey, listen, tank this appraisal because we don't want any chance of this getting over the number. That's not the case. But they are going to be very conservative in their approach. They're not going to be on the aggressive side of things. Because again, it's their investment that they're wanting to protect. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. www.boemortgage.com. Because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. And sometimes, you know, borrowers go, yeah, but it's my home. It is your home. It is your home. But they have more lent on the home lending right now than you do. Like, you know, when you close a loan on a $500,000 deal and you bring, let's say, $50,000 to the table. Remember, that lender still brought $450,000 to the table. They have the majority invested in this. So therefore, they're going to protect it. Same reason if you don't have proper home insur homeowner's insurance, what do they do? They put forced placement homeowner's insurance on there. They're going to make sure the investment is protected at all costs and mainly your cost to protect their investment because they have the most at stake in this. So they're going to order the appraisal. And if it comes back below 80% or below, in this case, it's only going to be 80% or below. If it's 80% or below, well, then in that case, they're going to remove PMI immediately. And there's another way that you can do it. And sometimes we see this happen when a borrower's moving from property A and going to property B, but at property A hasn't sold yet. We call that a contingency. It hasn't sold yet. 
but they really want to get property B. This happened a lot in 2021. There wasn't time to sell a property and buy another one. So you bought it and you bought it with as low down payment as possible just to get in there as quick as possible to win that contract out. Well, when you sold property A, you came into a good lump sum of money. And so what you can do is you can pay down the original mortgage. You can make that payment in there and pay that down and accelerate the actual mortgage itself. And at that point, if you pay it down and you do a one-time payment down on there, you're going to see the balance go below 80% in this scenario. Then they'll also uh, potentially remove it for you as well. But a lot of people don't really take advantage of that, quite honestly. And then there's another one that's pretty recently new. And if you take a look at this one, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they've done a really good job over the last 12, 13 years with the UCDP model. And that's their model that they have internally where they have kept logs of every appraisal that's been done over the last 13, 14, 15 years. And inside of those logs, every appraisal probably comes with, I'm probably going to estimate here, probably 5,000 data points on there. Every one of those are now extrapolated into an Excel file, and they know all these data points. So they know everything about every appraisal that's been done inside their system, and they know it down to a T. The origin behind this was to make sure that appraisers maybe weren't copying other appraisals and just sending them in, and they were using the correct values, more importantly, the correct comp pictures, and all the data was protected under the integrity for Fannie and Freddie. Now what they've done is they've built an automated model on the backside that actually has given them true valuations, what they call day one valuations or day one certainty. And they can actually tell what the value of that property is going for in that market because, Charlie, you may have closed on a property today. They now have that information, so they know what that property is worth today in that area. And so when you call your servicer and you're two months into this, or excuse me, two years into this, and you're saying, hey, listen, I think my property value has gone up. I'm not necessarily wanting to pay for the appraisal, but I'm willing to. They may say, hey, Charlie, we don't need to necessarily do that. We can actually go into our system right now in this day one certainty, this UCDP model, and we can actually go to Fannie and Freddie. We can put your home address in there, and it may go, check, good. We got data to support what Charlie's saying. Let's just remove this PMI right now. And that's probably the most affordable way, and it's also probably the quickest way to get it done. Again, it requires 24 months worth of payments. You have to make those 24 months worth of payments. You have to be on time. All bets are off if you're if, if you fell behind at all during 24 months. You just all bets are off on that. But if you're on time, 24 months, they can do that automated model and they can get that done. And that's instantaneous and it's super affordable at that time. And I know there's a lot of servicers that you know work in, in conjunction with Fannie and Freddie to get that done. And something that's really important, you know, before we kind of wrap this up is that from a servicer standpoint, you may make a payment to bank A, but bank A doesn't necessarily own that loan. There's an investor that owns that loan, along with a bunch of other loans called a pool. And just because you're making a mortgage payment to bank A, bank A, all they're doing is servicing the loan. They're servicing, which means I'm taking your payment, and inside that payment, I'm putting a portion towards taxes and insurance, in this case, PMI as well, and then I'm putting the portion towards principal and interest. And I'm keeping records of that. And that comes with a nominal fee that they collect on the actual process. Not like, not like a fee from you. It's already built into the mortgage, but they get paid a profit to do that. The investor, however, that's the person or the institution more than likely is definitely an institution that owns that mortgage. And they're getting the bulk of that, that premium that we're describing in there, but they've outsourced that servicing to another person. So you would say, well, why would you want to service? Well, there's a bunch of perks that come with servicing. You probably have noticed that when you make your mortgage payment to bank A, they don't just stop at sending you mortgage payments or mortgage emails. What are they always doing? They're soliciting you nonstop. 
Hey, do you want to open up a checking account? Have you thought about savings? Have you seen our money market? Have you seen our CDs? Hey, what about refinancing? Have you thought about homeowner's insurance? Because it's a nonstop opportunity with the door wide open because they don't have to follow the, you know, the non-solicitation rules because you're technically a customer. So it's a huge benefit for them and they have to the algorithms and they know they're going to get more business from that. So that's why you have servicers that are in the mix. And some of these servicers are massive institutions that you wouldn't even think are not the investor. Uh, you know, you, you take Wells Fargo, for example, they're one of the largest servicers in the United States. They don't necessarily own every single loan that they service. Um, and that's just a premium that they have said, listen, we want take part of because we have found a way to get more customers out of this on the depository side of things and the investment side of things than just mortgage banking and mortgage lending. So that's why you have servicers and that's why you have investors. That's also why you have investors that are protected by that PMI. And so if you're a borrower that's looking to get out of that, this seems to be the time of year. A lot of requests come in on this. We just broke down three specific scenarios with a fourth one in there showing you how to get that done. And, and you know, if you want to look that up and you want further information, all of that is under the Homeowners Protection Act under the CFPB's website. They have that on there and it's all spelled out. And I think it's real important that you understand that because in the mortgage process, I think sometimes get mis represented it, more importantly, misunderstood. And I think what happens is a buyer goes in with the notion that says, hey, listen, I'm going to buy this home. We'll put 5% down. But a year from now, it's going to have gone up X amount of percent, especially coming out of 2020 and 2021. There's this false narrative that you can get out of PMI in one year. Traditionally speaking, that's, um, that's not normal. And so it's going to definitely not be normal in this market that we're in right now. So prepare yourself for that. Understand the rules of engagement. That's also really important because I think understanding that will help prep you for budgeting and also help prep you for expectations uh, being met correctly as you kind of move into your goal setting into the next year. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of What's Your One More. I'm honored that you guys would listen to this podcast. I'm honored that you guys would trust us with the financial information that we're sharing. I love hearing your feedback, all of the wins that you guys are getting from this. It just makes our day when we get a chance to hear that. So if you get a chance, go to our socials. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Tell us more about what you'd like to hear. And if you could, share our podcast with your friends, families, colleagues, for those that you think would like to hear hear more about what we're talking about. You can go to Apple, five-star review us and leave a comment or on Spotify, five-star review and leave a comment as well. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Look forward to the next episode. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it One more chance, I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah